0: So y'all remember on the last episode how I was bragging because, you know, my air conditioning was finally working again. I was cool. I didn't have to get butt ball naked to record an episode because my air conditioning was out for six days. Child, right after I uploaded that episode, the shit went out again. Ain't that something? The Lord got me right together. Let let me tell you something about how uh, God will humble you real quick. (laughs) I'm out here bragging like everybody in America ain't got air conditioning, but see, this the thing though, he came back. Okay, the lady, the lady came back and fixed it. So now we actually good to go. It's been up again for a few days. Brand new motor in the unit, cause I told him I wasn't paying for no new unit. I'm sorry. I know you work for the company. I know you work for the lady. Okay, the lady is who's worked for. I ain't. Gonna, I'm not gonna be able to help you. I'm sorry. I need you to fix this. Put a little duct tape on the side. You know, look, do like this blowing it like an old Nintendo cartridge, do whatever you need to do. I'm not buying a new unit right now. Now, what does this have to do with reality TV? Not shit, but guess what? It's your weekly unscripted episode of Reality and Comics 2. Let's do it. was abandoned, not alone, without a penny to my name, so very young and so afraid, no shoes upon my feet, sometimes I couldn't even eat, I often cried myself to sleep, still I had to keep on going, y'all better get into that Mariah, did y'all hear when I said pity? See <laughs> y'all been listening I've been uh taking vocal classes with uh who I've been taking them with with Candace, goddammit. <laughs> oh let me not. I actually like her CD it, 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 you know, it do what it needs to do, okay? Y'all gonna lead Candace along. Then you know what? I wasn't even gonna go on a rant about Candace, but let me rant about Candace right quick. And yes, I know y'all probably think I'm about to read Candace down. I'm not. No. <laughs> what I'm about to say is, you know, we are very split. As a Bravo community. And it always seems to kind of revolve around Potomac. Potomac is probably the most polarizing show with the most polarizing cast, okay? It just is what it is. I'm not gonna argue about it. Y'all go argue about it. Then I'm gonna argue about it. Then we're gonna be some arguing motherfuckers. It's just how it tends to go. The thing is, this past week, my green-eyed bandits acted ridiculous at the beginning of the episode, said they weren't gonna come, And then we got the trip. And so because like the episode started off with, you know, Salad Gate or, you know, the trip kicked off with Salad Gate, people were saying like, you know what? Oh, no, I didn't miss the Green Eyed Bandits. Forget them hoochies, you know, all like that. You know, people are saying it to me for a week straight now. I'm like, y'all, okay, y'all better go on now. Y'all better go on now. But the thing is, you know, I'm always, I like anybody that will say their opinion and we'll back it up and stand on You know, I don't mind. Have your opinion because I definitely got mine. But this is where y'all go get mad. If you are saying that you didn't miss the Green Eye Bandits because you know they have had the show and the drama on their backs for five, six seasons now. That's what they do. They are the messiest people on TV and I love them for it. If you're saying that you did not miss them, then the only other option is that you love the drama that Candace gives. I'm sorry to tell you, I know y'all want to hate Candace and the green-eyed bandits. You can't do both, because Candace, since season three, has been showing the blackest part of her ass, and damn it, I love that black ass. Let me just tell you, she gives me everything that I need for her to give. The last week's episode is playing in my background now. It's giving me all the juju bees and the juices that I need. You know, it's, it's just giving good Ashley getting out of the truck right now and Karen and they getting out not knowing what the hell they walking into but uh I'm not gonna tell y'all because that's not my business anyway I'm gonna talk about the new episode of Potomac in just a moment but first let me tell y'all you know I usually kick it off with Beverly Hills I'm not going to do that this week why Because I got to record with Emily. You know, she runs one of our favorite Housewives accounts. We are Housewives on Instagram. Make sure you follow her. But she has a podcast. It's called She's Starting with Emily. And let me tell you, we had so much fun recording, talking about the finale of Beverly Hills. We we went off on so many tangents. But the crux of the episode is us talking about, like, how we got into Housewives, our love of Housewives, Bravo TV, you know, reality TV, yada, yada. And then we we dove into the finale pretty deeply so because i want y'all to hear that episode cuz it was so good i want you to go over there and listen to it i'm going to try to i'm going to try to link out to the episode in the uh the description but because of that i'm not going to dive into Beverly Hills too deeply i might touch on it in the weekly reality rambling section. But other than that, I don't want to touch on it because I kind of just want y'all to hear that episode. Me and Emily, damn it, when I tell you we had a good time, from the moment I joined in on the Zoom call, baby, we were laughing our asses off. We just couldn't help it. Look, go over there, see what the peoples, not me, but the peoples is saying. You know, know, someone might have called it, you know, the greatest uh, single-handed podcast episode of all time in history. You know, not me. You know, somebody might have said that. Did they really say it? I don't know. But if they did, you know, you got to go see why they said it. So go check that out. Link in the description. I'm saying it right now, but uh, you know my ass. I might forget. So just search for She's Starting with Emily. Amazing account. I'm sure all of you follow We Are Housewives. Uh, amazing account. I love that she has her opinions and she sticks with them. She is not one that's just kind of like, nah, You know, if I... Look, the fence riders, I... I can't do it. She is definitely not a fence rider. She knows what she likes. She knows the people she, uh, you know, rolls with. She knows who's messy, but she knows she loves mess. Too. You know, it, it, I I like Emily, okay? So make sure you go over there and check that episode out. We had us a good time. Who, oh! y'all. I have some cheesecake <laughs> that I'm just now thinking about right now. No, it's not. No, 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 no. They switched. Actually, they couldn't give me no cheesecake. They got me some caramel cake. Oh, my God. Let me, I, okay. I'm okay. i one of them people. Y'all know from the South. So a lot of stuff I know how to make by hand. Caramel is one of them. I make caramel from scratch, and I make caramel cake. Now, look, it don't always be the prettiest cake, but I bet that should be good. I bet you want to slap your mama after you get done with it. I bet that's right. Don't question my caramel-making skill. Yes, I said caramel. Don't worry about it. I'm from the South. You just get into it. Okay. I listen. It gives me everything I need. I don't know what made me just think about that, but I'm probably going to have a piece of that. And oh boy, we got some good episodes this week. We can talk about Potomac. Of course, we can talk about Salt Lake city. You know, we got that sit down between Brooks and Jen Shaw. You know, Jen had her wedding wave in like she was going to the beach before she (laughs) go to sing, sing. Um, you know, so we go talk about that. Of course, we had a couple of other different reality shows that okay. Let me, I was gonna say this for the the weekly reality rambling session, but let me just go and tell y'all. I, I, <laughs> I did not watch the finale of Bachelor in Paradise. Let me tell y'all what y'all are not gonna do to me. Three hours with com- commercial interruptions, I'll be damned. Y'all lucky I watched last week. Last week I didn't watch live either. I waited till the next day and I watched it on Hulu. I cannot watch no finale that's three hours with commercial breaks. I'm sorry if y'all follow me on Instagram. Do y'all know Kale from the Bravo Wild Black podcast? You know we normally watch like at the same time live every week and we text during the episodes. I told, I warned her literally no, literally five minutes before the episode came on. I was like, I, I. I. I ain't going to be able to do it, dog. I ain't going to be able to do it. I, I just can't. Child, she blocked me for three whole hours on the phone. I was wondering why all my shit was turning up green when I got an iPhone. I, was like, I know you lying. Let me find out Sprint uh, playing and going down like Facebook, raggedy asses. It was a mess, but I did not talk about it. I mean, I'm not going to talk about it. I barely talked about it on Instagram. It just, uh, I'm sure it was great. I saw all the memes, so I think I got the gist of what happened. I know Br- Riley and Marissa. I think maybe the first black couple to get engaged on Paradise. That's beautiful. That's a nice thing. I don't know what did did Noah and Abigail. I don't know. Last time I saw they was in turmoil. Chad. The last time I really, really, really saw was when Claire tagged her ass in that post talking about she wrecked her home. That's all I know. <laughs> Let me stop being messy. That probably got nothing to do with shit. Let me stop. But I'm not going to talk about Bachelor in Paradise this week. I am, though. I'm very excited for Michelle's season. I don't know when it starts, but I know it starts in October, this month, sometime. I wonder if it starts today. this episode comes out. Ooh. I'm going a, I'm to a do my research. Y'all know I just be guessing shit sometimes. So I'm going to do my research. I'm going to find out, and we're going to watch that together. I do want to talk about The Bachelorette this whole season because I did. I really like Michelle on a uh, Matt James season. She was one of the glowing stars because Lord knows his ass wasn't. So I want to talk about her. The guys from what I've seen are, uh, chef's kiss. So we go talk about the guys, talk about her. I don't know when this is going to happen. Cause again, I don't know when Hell premieres, but assuming it comes, you know, on right after bachelor in paradise, then we're going to be up for a good time. You know what? Let's go ahead and move into the next phase of this episode. We pick right back up from the infamous salad toss. No, not like that. Get your mind out of the gutter. We ain't talking about Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee, okay? (laughs) Or Ray J and Kim. Good job on Saturday Night Live, Kim, by the way. And they start going at it. They're going at it once again. Once again, they are going at it. Candace starts crying, child. And Mia was trying to tell her about her mom's story with addiction. But Candace, don't give a damn, okay? Because she's upset. It's a whole fucking mess. Eddie, let me tell you something. Eddie Osefo is funny as hell because he was in that other room, key keying his ass off during this whole altercation. That man was wondering if they were throwing salad. He was hearing glasses break. Child, Wendy had to come in there and she sent Chris out to get Candace and she sent Eddie. To go kind of, I guess, calm down Gordon. Because Gordon, even though he was drunk as hell, he was ready to leave. It's only so many times you can call somebody's wife or prostitute. And today, like, you know what? It might be time for me to leave. I don't know. Chris is such a down-to-earth person. And honestly... It kind of it makes him like one of my favorite husbands, like across all of the franchises. You know, don't okay. Look, he'll he'll never be over Juan, okay? Because I mean, you know, look, look at Juan Dixon, okay. Just Lord Jesus, Heavenly Father, Almighty Lord, I come to you today and I, I ask you to, you know, to open your heart, Lord, open mind too, and open wands to to new things and new relationships, Lord. If he can talk to Michael Darby, he can talk to us too, Lord. Just okay, you know what? Let me stop before I get my blessings blocked. He constantly tries to calm Candace down, who is refusing to see things, you know, from Mia's point of view. And Mia is upstairs doing the exact same thing. I mean, birds of a feather, I'm just saying. Chris ultimately tells her to tell Mia that she won't disrespect her if she won't disrespect her. Meaning, Candace won't do it to Mia, Mia don't do it to Candace. Baseline respect, child. Candace ain't trying to hurt none of that shit. (laughs) And honestly, I'm glad she ain't because... She's entertainment, okay? Sorry. Now let me say this: I was definitely Team Mia in the whole salad gate because you know I I I do acknowledge that Candace threw first. You know, we always say you can't you know tell do something to somebody and tell them how to react to it. Though y'all were talking about this was violence, like that's that's another thing we can talk about that, child. But I'm not Team Mia trying to act like her mother's sobriety is dependent on Candace Dillard. Now y'all are doing the most, okay? And there are going to be accounts. <laughs> Let me tell you, all cracks me up. There are going to be accounts after this episode's air. they going to be uh, posting Black Fist, Black Rainbow Fist, Black Power Fist, talking about, we stand with you, Mia's mama, on Instagram, just because they hate Candace that much. Y'all are hilarious to me, okay? Hilarious. Also... Mia throwing out how much she makes, forty-five thousand dollars. Now look, I don't know if that's weekly, monthly, yearly, or whatly. I I don't damn know. This is a recurring theme, but honestly, I think it it, it has to be something that Mia is sensitive about. Like I know Mia's in real life. That no matter what they do, they have to let you know the price tag on it. They got to let you know, like, all about... we well, you know, they, they imported this from, from France. You know, I had the, I had that. You know, they say uh, new money is real loud and old money kind of quiets and, and Mia, it's giving real new. It's giving new. Hell, Mia's run rampant in the black community especially, okay? Ooh, and don't let them get on social media all day. And it's a whole... Uh, you bitches is jealous, kind of. You know what? I oof, Mia. I'm just. I I like a scholar. I need a scholar to be. I don't know if I necessarily need her to be full time because I think this cast really works. And eight, even though I loved like that season of House, uh, like Real Housewives of New York, where there were eight housewives, there was. Like, Kristen didn't need to be full-time that season. They could have been seven and a friend. So, I'm okay with a scholar, you know, with them talking to her more, like letting her have way more scenes, giving her, you know, her confessional. She can stay a friend. I'm okay with that. But I like this kind of, this iteration of the cast. We go back inside, and Mia and Gordon have now decided to stay. Gordon, still drunk as fuck, licking his tongue out at can He all... Licking, tu uh, no God, oh, you know what, your old sugar daddy ass, he get on my nerves. But most importantly, he takes the time to kind of reinforce the lies that Mia has been telling about how they met. <laughs> that shit was so staged, so staged that after he got done, he said, right, and then looked at her, trying to make sure, like, okay, I'm telling the right story, right? You didn't uh, go off script and, and tell them people I met you at a, a damn hang gliding class or something like that. No, she, she said exactly what you said, sir. Y'all did a good job, good job. Claps for Gordon and Mia. Y'all y'all told the story correctly. Good for y'all. Bitch, you better than Erica Jane ass. He said he would go in there and he would like request her just for conversations. He loved her conversation. He wanted to talk to her, you know, about all these different things. Hmm, if y'all say so spending all that damn money. He said $10,000 to converse with Mia. No offense, Mia. Titta, no offense, but your conversational skills have never given me like, you know, Maya Angelou or Tony Morrison or Barack Obama or Oprah Winfrey or nobody else, child. They've never given me, you know, one of those. They, they, they haven't even given me like one of the girls from The Real, like Jeannie Mae or Adrian Balone. Like all them surface level ass conversation they have on that damn show. I can I can get that level of conversation with anybody in my neighborhood. I'll be damned if I could go spend thousands of dollars to go talk to me or oh, child, I you got me fucked up. Another side note though, Chris is truly the most mature person on this show. One thing I hate is when they lump him into however they feel about Candace. He was, like, incredibly pleasant to Ashley in the kitchen. He congratulated her on the new baby and, you know, said she's a great Instagram follow and how happy she looks on there and how motherhood just, like, genuinely looks good on her. And she barely gave him more than your wife said I'm wide-bodied in a monotone voice. Child, you know what? Let me stop talking about Ashley since y'all swear she mother Teresa now that she's had children. (laughs) If y'all don't get the fuck out of her Never fear, though. Never fear. Because Ashley's messy companions, a.k.a. the green-eyed bandits, my green-eyed bandits have arrived, baby. And now our messy holy trinity, Ashley, Giselle, and Robin, they are intact. And I love to see it. See, I appreciate Ashley for her messiness. But what I don't do is act like she's a saint just because she's had children, child. As many times as I've had to run up on somebody's mama. Okay, let me stop. <laughs> child they got Robin and Giselle sleeping in the damn attic with uh with the ghost and squirrels and bats and shit. This reminded me of that season one uh girls trip when they went to was it it was Ashley's beach house back her when her and Michael first got married, child. And she had their grown asses sleeping in them twin beds. Ashley, I, kn- I know you lying. See, I love that. That's The first two seasons of those three, that Trinity, hanging out was a mess. You can tell they've grown a whole lot since then. Them having to go up and literally run up on Ashley in her restaurant. Whew, child, y'all, y'all done grown. I mean, we love growth, but, ooh, congratulations. Candace comes and chit chats with the green eyed bandits and they actually hold her accountable for her mother comments. They are they are hilarious to me because Candace is fighting them every single step of the way. But ultimately, they get through to her when they reveal that Mia was bawling, crying. How the hell they knew that? I don't know. But she was bawling, crying when Candace brought up her mom. Candace said, I would have just stuck to talking about her big ass hands and feet had I known it. You know what? (laughs) You know what? This brings up an interesting point, though, because on tonight's Watch What Happens Live, I'm so glad Andy mentioned the fact that, like, Ashley used to talk about Sharice and her long titties and all this kind of stuff because it's weird to me that, like, people harp on Candace talking about, like, physical features When they all do it. And like, that's my thing. Like, right. Like, if we go hold one person accountable, can we hold everybody accountable? Like, they all do it. I told y'all, that's my favorite part about Potomac. All of them are as hypocritical as the next person and none of them see it. That's my, that's what I love about them. But I'm just saying. Wendy enters and child, you can feel the Superman lasers shooting from Giselle's eyes right to Wendy's forehead because they have these horrible, terrible ass rooms and they don't have any bathroom available to them. Now, keep in mind, Giselle is booted up. She booted and tooted and booted. Now, she ain't high, nothing like that, but she got the damn boot on. Remember, she was at the damn uh, reasonably shady party, couldn't move nowhere because uh, she had dropped the whole table on her damn foot. Let me tell y'all something. I'm not a diva. In a lot of senses of the word, I'm really I'm really pretty go with the flow about everything. I'm just like, whatever, cool, fine with me. But when I travel, I need my own space. I've said this a million times on this podcast. Whenever it comes up on Housewives, whatever, franchise, whatever, I need my own space. Y'all know I love a hotel. I love to luxuriate in a hotel. I must be able to determine what the thermostat is set on, FYI. It's set on Antarctica, okay? And I need to have the TV on and everything else I require. I need to maybe leave a little room service. Don't judge me. I'm going to order some of that high-ass French toast for $32. I'm going to give me some, okay? You stick to, you mind your damn business, okay? I I get it. So not having a bathroom, having to sleep on a twin bed, that's a whole lot for me when I'm traveling, I don't want to pay you know, for accommodations if I got to uh, sleep like a prisoner because prisoners sleep on twin size beds too. You know what? I'm being real stank right now. Let me move on. Seeing Karen and Giselle getting along is actually nice. It really kind of – I like it because it reminds me of like vintage Nene and Kim – like you know, they you never know what day they're gonna be friends. You never know what day they're gonna be enemies trying to get each other fired from the show. You just never know. It was a day to day process. And actually seeing them getting along was nice. Like we love the shade between the two, don't get me wrong. But this was nice. They're talking about tea bagging and tossing salads and you know, all the things good friends talk about, okay? Even Gordon and Candace are uh, laughing together. Gordon drunk as hell, though, so he'll be laughing with a damn. He'll laugh with a mannequin right now. He don't give a damn. One of them mannequins in Miriam Cosby's closet, but it don't matter. It's all going good, okay? Inside of the restaurant, whew, it all starts out well. It does. Ashley even tried to hook Giselle up with the white men at the table behind them. They were good-looking men, like good-looking guys. And their wives obviously thought so too. they leave it up to Ashley to try to hook somebody up with a married white man. Okay, no, let me stop. <laughs> Let me stop. Let me stop. I don't know if that man was married when Ashley got with him, or not. let me not do that. Now look at me. You know I'm good for starting a room, but let me stop that. Okay, I got to get better. For I, if I ever get big one day in the damn podcast world, I'm gonna get sued left and right. I already know that. I need a I need a lawyer on standby. I'm gonna have to go over to uh my good friends over there at the Bravo Docket get them to help me out because I know I'm gonna be getting sued left and right. Michael Darby already at home probably breastfeeding the kids. You know what? Let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, of course, gets it started, okay? Now, that's what I'm talking about. See, this to the Ashley I like with your messy ass. What killed me was she asked her question, and in a moment, Giselle was like, good question. And then in her confessional, she was like, Ashley, Ashley, Ashley. Giselle, quit like You know you love the mess. Stop it. She asked about the events earlier in the day and, you know, what happened, where were you, Chris, when all this went down? And Chris lays it all out on the table and somehow during this interaction, Michael Darby comes up because Chris is like, you know, even with them arguing, me and G, we're good, you know, we have no issues. And he was like, I'd like to be like that with Michael Darby one day because I have no issues with you, Ashley. I really have no issues with him and then, child, it all goes down from there. It all goes down from there. Baby, they start bringing up the fight from last year and the whole time Chris is trying to calm Candace down because at this point, everybody's on 10, 11, 12, and 13. God damn it. He's trying to calm her down, but Candace ain't trying to hear none of that shit. Ashley makes a point to say that Candace always plays the victim, but is at the center of the altercations and it's just a mess. At the height of their argument, Chris is trying to get Candace away from the table, but she refuses to like, she is snatching away, hitting at him, stop stop it, motherfucker, you know, doing all of that, and everyone is like trying to get him to sit down, but he ends up leaving himself, he's trying to obviously defuse the situation, but he's just like, you know what, I'm getting the hell out of here, listen, Chris, stop trying to stop the fun. (laughs) let me stop, I'm being messy, Candace and Ashley are still going at it. And Candace tells her to suck her dick. And Ashley says, you have an oversized clit. And, and Candace is like, nah, that's Mia. You know what? <laughs> it goes down once again. Candace calls Gordon a benefactor and his ass starts laughing. You know what, Gordon? You better pick whose side you on. I can't take you. Candace <laughs> goes to talk to Chris. But what's interesting is the conversation between the high yellows, AKA the green and green eyed bandits, plus Ashley at the table. They say last year was all in vain because Candace learned nothing. Now this kind of confused me because if we all remember correctly, they were all team Candace in this. Well, not Ashley. They were all team Candace in this situation because they thought Monique was in the wrong in every sense of the word. I'm assuming it's because they've gotten close. They're, you know, they're closer to Ashley than they are to Candace. I don't know. You know, you see the three of them hanging out on Instagram all the time. So maybe it's got something to do with that. I don't know. But something tells me if you brought Monique back into the situation, opinions might change. I don't know. I'm just calling it the way I see it. But you know what? Y'all gonna let my green-eyed bandits be hypocrites, okay? I'm okay with that. Y'all let them be hypocritical. okay? We don't care about it. We are gonna let them do what they do. Oh, Lord. Let's get into, you know what? Let's go ahead and jump into the weekly reality ramblings because I'm not going to talk about too much. I got a couple of things I want to touch on, mostly that Real Housewives of Beverly Hills trailer for the reunion because it ate and not to nary a crumb was left. Let's get into it. Like I mentioned earlier, I didn't watch Bachelor in Paradise. Sorry. I'm actually gonna get on Instagram and see what other reality shows y'all want me to start checking out. Cause I've been real, I've been real Bravo based, but I've also been real like HBO and Netflix based. But I need yeah, I wanna see what y'all are watching. Like I have no idea what y'all are like generally watching. Like y'all know I get on here, ooh, okay. I wasn't even gonna talk, I wasn't planning on talking about this. But there's a documentary, is it called The Way Down? I think it is about the, the remnant church. Oh my God. That documentary is crazy. Three episodes talks about, uh, Oh, what's her name? Gwen, uh, Gwen, somebody child. It's on HBO max three episodes. Get into that. If you haven't started watching that yet, get into it. It's all. It's it's total. It's only three episodes, but it starts and end with like this big plane crash that happened, uh, with all of like the leadership of the church on board, But then it goes back to talking about how the church was built like as a Christian weight loss church. I, I I don't, I, I don't know what that means. Like they, if you didn't lose enough weight, you weren't close to God. I don't, listen, it was a lot. All I know is they were interviewing one black lady, and she said, that's some bullshit. All, that's all I know. She was a member of the church for like a decade. So yeah. I guess if anybody can tell you if it's some bullshit, she can tell you if it's some bullshit, okay? So watch that. I didn't even think I was going to talk about that, but check that out. If you like Lula Rich, then get into your next little obsession. Because when I tell you Gwen, Gwen, baby, that hair was high to the sky. I'm talking about, ha ah, you know, they said closer to, uh, the, the taller the hair, the closer to Jesus. So I mean, I guess it, it tracks as Nashville. So who you would have thought it was Texas the way they was doing it. Anyway, I'm not talking about end of the reality show. I really just want to focus on Beverly Hills just for a little bit. The actual episode, I told y'all I talked to Emily on the, she starting podcast. I put the link in the description. So go check that out. Hilarious episode. We had such a good time talking about the season finale. Now, a couple of things. One thing, one of my uh, Instagram followers, Ashley. Hi, Ashley. Shout out to, no, who was it? Was it Ashley? Actually, it was Sarah. Yes, it was Sarah. Sarah came to me. Hi, Sarah. Sarah came to me and she was asking, because remember during the season of Real Housewives of New York, we had that whole discussion about the word articulate and how it's not as much of a compliment as people think it is towards minorities, specifically black people. And so I I literally like, I had no, you know, sometimes y'all got to send me stuff because with the way my job works me like a, a damn uh, <laughs> a Flintstone character, I told y'all, I miss a lot of stuff that like other people like have time to kind of like notice with like the comment sections of some of our favorite reality people. And so, like, I kept seeing the picture of Crystal, Sutton, and Garcelle kind of floating around. They did, I think it was LA Times, maybe, and they were all, like, you know, posing. Besties, hey, girl! You know, posing the pictures and stuff. And everyone was eating the pictures up. We all loved it. You know, that's our clique. That's our crew. A dream team, as Yolanda would say. You know, we were loving it. Sarah sent me the picture, and then she kind of sent the whole thing because it was Garcelle... It was on her photo where Sudden commented and she said, you are so well-spoken. And it just, it starts this debate all over again. Is that a compliment for minorities? Now me knowing their relationship, I genuinely, my first thing was, okay, I expect this from a Ramona. I expect this from a Heather, to be honest with you, Heather and, uh, Heather Thompson, I mean, like, she, of course, she's, you know, been around black culture, you know, let her tell it. She's been around black culture, but I would expect that from her, too, because she doesn't know Ebony. She didn't know Ebony at the time. They've become friends now, but she didn't know her at the time. And so I... It was like, my initial thought was, okay, this has to be, like, a joke or a reference to something that we just don't know. But people were like commenting and saying like, you know, that doesn't mean what you think it is. Like, what are you doing? Like all this kind of stuff. And she never went back deleted or anything. And so my initial, I'm like, okay, neither one of them have said anything about this. I wonder if this is like some kind of inside joke or something that we don't know about. Like maybe referencing something from the photo shoot. But then thinking about it, I'm like, well, maybe not because we know that at the beginning of the season, she was a, uh, what did Crystal say? You're a, I don't see color kind of girl. So maybe, I don't know maybe still so you know son still has a lot of unlearning to do you know that that's the that's kind of the phrase of these past few years if we've learned nothing else a lot of people whether it's men women black white a lot of us have a lot of unlearning to do about a lot of different things and that is one of them and so maybe i don't know just this was so weird to me that like after all of this, after you and Crystal, too, have become friends after that whole uh, debacle of the first, you know, few episodes of the season, after that whole thing, now all of a sudden, who you sat up here and said that she was, I don't know, it's just really weird to me. Because, like, we know now that that's a microaggression. We know, <laughs> Poe Ebony, Ebony in New York, she had been through the ring of that whole damn weekend up there in the, uh, not the Berkshires, Child of Hamptons. And then when when Heather said it, you Ebony just said, you know what? I'm going to let this shit go because I ain't got time. I, I'm, I'm down trotting and beating y'all and beat the hell out of me this weekend. I ain't got time to do this shit with y'all. Thank you. I'm articulate. Hey, let's just let that roll off the damn shoulders. I don't blame you. But that's weird. I'm wondering if I go back to the picture again. I'm kind of wondering. Okay, you know what? Actually, just stick with me. Stick with me. Stick with me just stick with me for a moment. I'm going to go back to Garcelle's picture and I'll actually see if that comment has been deleted because now I'm genuinely curious. Um, Let's see what I could do. Y'all want me to sing for you while I go? Probably not. That's okay. Forget y'all. <laughs> okay. So I see the picture. Oh, okay. I see the picture. I click on it. Yep. Sudden still right there. You're so well-spoken and people are saying, you know, Sudden, no. And, you know, being well-spoken what is it? Oh, no, not a minute. It's her child. All of it. I'm so worried they were talking. Child, they, some of the people I didn't talk about it there. Anyway, you know, it, it, it's something that I'm wondering if it'll come up again because I kind of feel like with them being such good friends, they are. I feel like they should say something or she should say, I don't know. It, I mean, it probably won't be because no one's really made a fuss out of it. But then when I was scrolling through my timeline earlier, I. I feel like nowadays I barely get time to just, like, scroll my timeline. I miss so much. It's ridiculous. But when I was scrolling, I saw uh, my girl, Chi-Chi. Hi, Chi-Chi. Cici love me. Chi-Chi. I saw her posting. Uh, she actually posted about it, too, because I, I I don't know if someone sent it to her or if she just so happened to notice it. But she talked about, like, that being a microaggression, too, and just kind of spoke on it. So I'm wondering if this becomes, like, you know, a talked-about enough thing our people, you know, it's it, it sudden, go say something. I mean, I'm probably making a bigger deal. It's really just a thing that just you need to kind of unlearn that behavior. It's, you know, nothing too big. It's just, it's not the compliment you think it is. Everyone just know that it's not that, because it kind of, I said it in the Luane episode. I'll say it again, you know, because y'all love those miseducation episodes. I said it about uh, Heather and all that. It's, it always comes with the assumption that you wouldn't have thought that they were in the first place. And, it, it, you know, it just it kind of, oh God, it's a lot. You know, our country, the, the history is just so damn dense and deep with the raggedy assness of uh, slavery and our history and, you know, Jim Crow. It's just so much, to, so many rabbit holes that we can fall down. So, oh boy, I don't know. Maybe we'll get it addressed, maybe not. But child, if me and Cece are the ones talking about it, maybe not (laughs) Let's talk about that trailer. Bravo dropped the trailer for the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion. I told y'all, I think before, it's four parts. (sighs) Oh, Lord, okay. I mean, it makes sense. I think we all probably could have guessed it would be four parts, but now, that's my thing. Don't stretch this shit out. Don't stretch. if it could have been like a a dense, deep ass three parts, then that's what you should have gave us. Don't stretch it out and give us four. If one of the parts is going to be boring as hell. I hate that. Nevertheless, we got the trailer and there are a couple of things that we need to point out. Number one, I'm just kind of going order because, you know, Erica obviously is the big kind of highlight. It's probably what three of these four parts are going to be about. At, yeah, probably three. The, I was about to be, you all know, three of these four parts, damn it. Uh, first thing, Dorit, who the fuck you yelling at? I need you to lower your voice all the way down. I mean, all the way down. Like, who who the hell you talking to is what I need to know. You kind of over there cussing Garcella. I need to know if this is a joke. Like, I, I see, my first mind was like, okay, maybe she's doing that. Because, you know, they let Garcelle say it to her at the event. So maybe this is kind of a, a back and forth, tit for tat. This is, you know, uh, her way of saying, you know what, Doreen? If it'll make you feel better, you say it to me. And then Doreen's just like, shut the fuck up, Garcelle! You know, that kind of thing. I'm hoping, but if you really tell her that, I'm riding out, okay? I'ma gather the crew. We need to know who the hell you talking to. Because you're not going to be talking to Garcelle, the fancy bouvet like you crazy. I'm just saying, you not ain't ain't gonna be doing that. Secondly, Lisa Renner, who the hell you raising your voice at, okay? I need the two people that contributed the least this season are raising their voices the highest. Now that, I'm not sure I can get behind. I don't know where that came from, but I need you to get your whole life, your whole life, together because who the hell are you talking to first of all let's be very clear who the hell are you talking to i don't like that lisa renner you know i got it out for you anyway i feel like you a voodoo priestess with that wig you keep wearing i did t- you know what i want you to have a sit down with a yonla van Zand. i need to figure out why you so damn hungry for attention and why you have to say harry hamlin whole name as if we give a damn about you know what I was about to really go in on that later. Let me not do that. The most important thing about this trailer, though, we see that Andy actually showed up for work. Because we all, I think we all just kind of assumed that he was going to sugarcoat a lot of this shit. He was going to back down, pussy pop, and do all the No, he actually, like, showed up and was asking her the tough questions, grilling her, asking her everything. I mean, he even said, I know how much you make on this show. Ooh. Not you telling that lady business. <laughs> I wonder how much she make. We always know. See, it's always revealed about the Atlanta ladies, how much they make doing the show. I feel like Beverly Hills, we never really find out. Like, we never know how many. I don't know. I feel like Kyle is probably probably the only one over a million, to be honest. I don't, I don't know. I feel like everybody else kind of, you know, they teetering on the The six figures. I don't... I could not imagine them getting paid much more than that for the show. But the Atlanta girls, they've been booming with the ratings. So, I would assume that they're still the highest paid cast out there. (sighs) It just... You know what? He even asked her at some point, you know, uh, did you ever ask Tom if he did it? Or if the stuff was true. And she... But she tried to... Well, I said... I I had thought that... I thought thought, that... And then she just got quiet and looked at the camera. Let me tell y'all something. Erica is stressed the hell out, okay? Stressed the hell out. She looks entirely different than she did at the start of the season. Now, I don't know if it's because this might be mean. I don't know. I don't know if it's because she can't afford Botox anymore or she can't afford her normal makeup art. I don't know what it is. But she looked entirely different. Or, ooh do y'all think this was a media strategy? Like, do y'all think maybe they told her like, Hey, when you go to their reunion, look like you've been, (laughs) look like you've been put through the goddamn wringer." Like they about to wring your neck, like you really going through some shit, okay? Make sure you look, look. Put a little piece of uh a little bit of concealer right here, but not too much. You gotta look a little bit, not all the way, grandma, but like mama grandma, like you in your 40s about to have a grandbaby. Like that's what you gotta look like. Like that baby gonna keep you up at night because your daughter not old enough to raise them yet. You know, like that kind of you know, I maybe this is. Ooh. That just came to me. I'm kinda of thinking of this now. Maybe she looks that. I hate to say she looks bad, but she she do. I hate the dress too, by the way, but that's not my, uh, that's not my, (laughs) that we got bigger fish to fry. Okay. Than the damn dress. I don't know. I just, it's given me that she's given downtrodden at this reunion. And now I'm anxious to see what her mood is going to be like in the stuff other than the stuff that's dealing with her. Like how she's going to contribute to the, sudden versus crystal or the garcelle versus the reader just gonna be quiet or she actively contribute like i need to know all of this i don't know what's going on but you know what i'm excited for this damn four-part reunion i might even bring some people on to talk reunion with me or maybe i'll just make my rounds and invite myself to other people's podcasts and talk to them okay i'm talking to the peoples all right Whoo, you know what? My damn voice getting dry. Let me go ahead and talk about the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City before I end up cutting this shit off and taking my ass to bed. Are you looking for a cheap way to support your favorite content creator? You know who I'm talking about, the content creator that you happen to be listening to now. Yes, guess what? I'm on Buy Me a Coffee, or in my case, Buy Me a Beer, okay? Go to www.buymeacoffee.com slash realitycomics two the number two this time yeah they said it was too long yada 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 whatever listen i work hard to put out these two podcast episodes every single week to run the instagram account to do the polls the stories the uh uh, uh, everything else in between any support that you guys give me i always appreciate so if you're tired of uh, me constantly soliciting uh ratings and reviews then just buy me a coffee i love you for it mwah Lisa and John sit down and talk about the previous night and how Lisa feels ambushed by Angie, a.k.a. Sarah Paulson, and Whitney. Look, John just want to hang out with uh, his friend, Justin, okay? But it doesn't look like that's going to be happening any damn time soon. Lisa says she feels like Whitney has been waiting for this moment for years, a moment where she can, you know, she can ambush Whitney and just be like, ha, I told you so with your raggedy ass. I told you. Poor John. He he just wanna be like Chris Bassett and just be able to show up to poker night or boys' night and not have to stand between his wife and uh, nurse Ratchet. I mean Sarah Paulson, I mean Angie. He just he don't want to do all that. Whitney, none of them. He just wants to show up and have a good time. John seems like the most even killed person on TV. He don't want to cause no problems. He don't want to start no shit. He just wants to show up and be happy. Listen. The next scene is the scene that reality TV is made of, okay? Mary M Cosby comes over to Witness House and she brings her cookies. Witness daughter says, "Oh my god, we you know we should have cook cooking lessons. You know like you you know how to bake, let's learn how to cook." And Mary's like, "Oh my god, I would love that, but I'm just, I'm so tired today. She goes into this whole Erica Jane type of lie. She said one of her church members had a crash and went through the sunroof and went over a cliff, child, and fell into a neighborhood 30 feet off the freeway. Imagine you you thinking Santa Claus getting ready to come down your chimney and it's one of Mary's church members. I'm Listen, I'm sorry. I know I shouldn't be joking about this, But I'm joking because I don't believe this story for a damn second, mostly because she ended it with wear your seatbelt. You know what? Mary, I I can't. I can't. I can't deal with you. They go talk one on one and Mary is giving her actually some amazing advice, some advice I've been shouting through the TV all damn season. Mary can see through Whitney's shit immediately and knows that Whitney secretly, she just wants to be friends with Lisa. That's what all this is about. She wants Lisa's approval. I don't know if she feels like Lisa is like that bitch, like, you know, that, you know, that bitch Yavana of the crew. Like, I don't know if that's what she thinks or if she thinks that like, you know, she's such a great business woman. I want to, I don't know. I don't know if it's more of a, a mentor mentee kind of relationship she wants or an actual friendship. I don't know. I just don't, I don't, who Lord wouldn't even admit the shit. That's what's really crazy. I don't understand like why someone would beg for friendship. Like why the fuck would I beg for friendship when I love sitting in my house by myself? The fuck? Like why would I beg for friendship when I like not having to buy gifts for other people? Like why would I beg for friendship when I don't like being invited places and feeling obligated to go? Like why would I beg Friendship. When I like going to the movies by myself, so I can poop, as Mary say in the corner of the IMAX, alone and don't about to smell it and eat my bunch of crunch and drink my cherry coke. Like I don't, I don't get it. What you begging for friendship for? Okay, let's jump to this lunch with Jen Shaw and Brooks Marks. child Apparently, Jen told Meredith after the trip that she wants to follow up with Brooks. And, you know, offer him an apology so that her and Meredith can actually move forward. Because keep in mind, Meredith is the one saying, like, he's the one doing an apology, not me. Like, she needs to, uh, you know, tell him all how she feels and tell him all this stuff so that they can move forward. Because it'd be hard for her to move forward if her child feels this way about one of her friends. Okay. Now, let me say this. I can be hard... On Jen Shaw, like I can be really hard on her. I've been hard on Jen Shaw, okay? But when she gets that face, that hair, and that fashion right, she gets it right, okay? She gets it right. She looked the fuck good, okay? What's funny, though, is that they sat at that table with Jen when she got there, and Brooks hit Meredith with that, uh, I think we can do this alone. By niece, you know what niece did? Niece got her ass up and walked over to the bar. By Meredith, <laughs> they talked, and Jen once again talks about having a social media manager. Child, don't nobody to believe that shit, and how she didn't know why he took her comments that way, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And Brooks, he you know he sits sister, he listens. He he listens to her. He gives. He doesn't interrupt her. He does not argue with her or anything like that. He just, he listens. He listens to her and he listens. And then he just kind of like, he says, uh, he explains basically why he's hurt. Like, you know, I haven't said a lot of these things out loud. And, you know, why would you cosign people saying these kind of things about me? Like all this kind of stuff. But basically, you know, I don't know. It must have struck a chord with her because they do bury the hatchet. While I do think Jen is full of all of the shits, I'm glad this chapter is behind everybody, them and us. Hell, because I was getting sick of the shit. It does seem, though, that by the end of the scene, she makes genuine apologies. Now, we know Jen Shaw, a genuine apology, don't mean shit because she usually follows a genuine apology up with doing it all over again. So, bask in it all you want, enjoy it, but it'll be different For three minutes and then it'll be right back the same in five. We get what appears to be like a a real housewives of New Jersey slash married to medicine husband scene. And you know what? I actually like it. It seems like Seth Mark is in charge of the girls, okay? He is in charge of the girls. He the boat driver. He's driving the conversation. His confessional is the one that's detailing the scene. Like, he he's in charge of the girls, okay? Most importantly, though, let's talk about Seth's little outfit in that confessional. Because he has on what appears to be, uh, now, correct me if I'm wrong, because, you know, I, I miss see shit sometimes, so I don't know. It seems like he has on like a Brooks Marks suit coat. Is that what it is? Or a suit coat with, I don't know, maybe Brooks makes accessories and it's like a little piece of, you know, a little piece of yang, yang, yang around the house to put right there. So I don't, listen, uh, <laughs> Brooks, Marks <laughs> Brooks Marks clothing. Is like the word fetch. Like, try stop trying to make the shit happen because that was in that was basically an abuse of power. Like you threw that shit on us. I don't know what was going on. But Brooks, if you want to send me a tracksuit, I'm a wear it, friend. Okay. <laughs> if you make one, and listen. One thing about me, if you make a sweatshirt, I'm to wear it. I love a sweatshirt. It's got to be. It's about to be sweatshirt season now. I can't say my S's, but y'all know what I mean. It's about to be sweatshirt season. I love me some sweatshirt season, okay? I love a sweatshirt. So if you got one, now look, I don't, I don't want it to say Brooks Marks. Can you just, <laughs> can you keep that shit for the tag? Like, i keep the tag in there. Just, I don't know. Don't, don't, you know what? Never mind, Brooks. I don't, I don't even think I want it no more. The conversation is actually a fun one, but child, I hope the internet don't cancel your ass, Seth. Talking about you only sleep with Meredith when she sleep. All right, while it's clearly a joke, you, they go wrap your ass up like a newborn in the bank blanket. They go, they go swaddle your ass, bitch. I'm just saying. My question about this scene though is, why y'all didn't invite Robert Cosby? That's what I want to know. Why y'all didn't invite Robert? Old ass. You know what? Robert probably is a buzzkill though. I would imagine, like, he'd probably be preaching about the evils of alcohol and, uh, and, you know what, Robert, if you don't leave me the fuck alone and just let me drink this high-priced-ass drink, I I get it now. I, I answered my own question. Never mind. Don't invite Robert no damn where. Hell, Mary can't get the man to come home, so I know y'all can't get him to come out to the bar, so never mind. Don't invite him. Let me tell y'all something. Jenny is the flyest one on the cast. Okay. She is fly as fuck. Every time she steps on screen, that tuxedo bodysuit was everything. Their hair, everything. They talk about like, well, she went to meet Whitney. This scene wasn't really important, but <laughs> they uh, you know, she goes to meet Whitney and they talk about like their journey with having kids and how Justin got a vasectomy and how Jenny got her tubes tied. You know, they talk about all of this. Most importantly, though, well, not not more important, but like they've both talked about all of this previously, and I don't want to beat a dead horse. They talk about Lisa. Whitney talks about being apprehensive about getting to know Jenny because she is Lisa's friend. But, child, uh, what about Cousin Angie? (laughs) You weren't afraid to be that damn friend. You know what? (laughs) Cousin Angie said, what about what I need? What about what's best for me? What about me? I know that's right, Angie. It's (laughs) No, let me stop. (laughs) Ultimately, Whitney wants to make it work because, you know, their husbands are friends. That seems to be everybody's motivation. I don't think Whitney and Lisa actually care about a friendship, but I think they don't want it to be awkward with their husband, so they're actually going to give it a try. Let's just jump to the conversation between Lisa and Whitney. Lisa done brought this lady out the damn house just to spit Hallmark poems at her ass and all this kind of uh, uh, advice you read on the back of the stall at the airport. You can't spell new beginnings without Jen. Girl, what? <laughs> what the, What they got to do with anything? You're you doing self-promoting and Instagram preaching all at the damn same time. I guess that's why we love you though, huh? She said, you know what? John came back home with, you know, hanging out with Justin and they joked about us not being friends. I'm like, I don't think we're not friends. And Whitney was like, we're not friends. I don't think we friends. We friends? No, we're not friends. We tolerate each other. That's what a big difference. Big difference in being friends with somebody and just tolerating their ass. Child, the damn waitress interrupted and I know Lisa was happy as hell. (laughs) You could tell Whitney was over all of this shit. She was really holding her own at the table though. I will say that Whitney was holding her own. She didn't let anything just go by and just take anything that Lisa said, you know, for whatever reason. I want y'all to know, like Lisa's probably one of my favorites on this show though I do really like Lisa. I don't know why I do love Lisa. But that being said, I'm glad when people don't back down to anybody that they find intimidating. Lisa was kind of just like making excuses And I wish she would tell her why she really doesn't like her. Like, just put it out there. It kind of feels like Lisa is just wanting to brush this shit under the rug for the sake of John. That's what it's feeling like. Like, she just wants to just kind of push it out there. She's like, nah, I don't want to be your friend, but let's just, girl, let's move the hell on. Whitney is bringing up everything, though. Everything. And they mama. And Lisa's just like... It's a misunderstanding. Yeah, it was a misunderstanding. I don't know. People try to put words in my mouth. They don't understand me. It's a misunderstanding. All right, girl. If you matter of fact, I did, y'all just need the beef and just fight and call it a day. Y'all remember back in the day with making the band when it was actually the band. <laughs> y'all remember the band with Babs Bunny and Ness and uh Dylon, who the best, the five greatest rappers of all time, Dylon, Dylon. Dylon, Dylon, and Dylon, because I spit hot fire. Y'all remember the band? You remember when Babs, I think it was Ness, and I don't remember the other guy's name, but they got to fighting, and Babs was just in the background, let them fight, let them fight. She like, shit, I'm tired of this. Y'all don't do nothing but argue. Just let them fight, get it out of their system, and let's just move on. It, at this point, Lisa and Whitney, y'all might just need to square up. Just get in the ring, just square the hell up and just Oh, just call it a day because y'all kind of exhausting. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, I'm entertained, but damn, most of that because of Mary, uh, <laughs> crayon book head ass. I don't know. Y'all, that's all I got in me. These damn housewives and wore me out. I ain't got lightheaded. Let me go turn my damn, uh, Let <laughs> me turn this good working air conditioning on and I'll talk to y'all later. See ya. Oh wow, you sat through that entire episode? Well, aren't you special? You deserve a treat. Why don't you head on over to Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Podchaser or CastBox and leave me a five-star rating and review for free. Need to contact me? Email me at realitycomics2 at gmail.com. Make sure you follow me on Instagram for hilarious memes and up-to-date information about the podcast. That's at Reality Comics 2, T-O-O. This is Kendrick, and I'll see ya!